all comes down to how well it's written because you're guessing you're going off the data that you have making best educated guess that they don't know you that you can help solve their problems Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight figure Amazon private label sellers. And indeed, if you have any kind of e-commerce store these days, there may be a lot in today for you. We're talking email marketing with Brett Kaufman from Wellspring Media. Really important topic. I think there's a lot of value, like a lot to be had for anyone that I personally work with, as well as all the people out there. So Brett, warm welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward. Yeah, me too. So first of all, just introduce yourself and then Wellspring Media. Absolutely. I'm one of three in our company, Wellspring Media. We've been in existence for 12 years, generated 45 million for our clients. But most importantly, everything that we do comes down to words. What I like about how we all got together, because we're a small boutique agency, which we joke, we're lazy. We don't want to prospect this tons. We like partnerships. And the reason why we enjoy partnership with our clients, because it really got allowed us to get really dirty in the data, meaning we really got to understand the nitty gritty on why things converted super well. So people wanted to hire us for a long period of time. Hence why we all fell in love with email marketing as the main driver of our business. And interestingly enough, all three of us came together from very different backgrounds. I came from a political background where I was doing bipartisan pro-Israel lobbying. So I got both the Republicans and Democrats to yell at me. And I had to ask people to invest in Basically, in like anywhere from $2,000 to $100,000 first time meeting me. And when I say an idea, they didn't get a t-shirt. They didn't get a tax write-off. You invest in our ability to bring Republicans and Democrats together on foreign policy issues. So I had to get really good at tech scripts, email scripts, and writing words that captivate. Not just sell, captivate, connect, and then convert our three Cs. And then there is my other partner, Yoga. He actually started in a SaaS company, so we had more of that technical background with email marketing. And then the founder of the company, John Romanello, who he himself is a best-selling author, and he's ghostwritten for five other books that became best-selling authors. So to put a nice bow on everything, words matter. It's not about the template, it's not about the structure, which we'll get into. It's how the words come across and how they convey. And that's and we all three of us love words in our own way and just came together. Compared to what you were just describing as a sale, that without getting politics, always a dangerous thing to mention on any podcast and social media channels. But what I would say is that compared to that, if you're offering somebody a 
products in return for their hard-earned cash, it's going to be a lot easier to sell, I would imagine. And the other thing is words matter. It's funny that there can be a feeling that images instead of words matter in e-commerce or video instead of images. And I think, obviously, images are very powerful, particularly in e-commerce, maybe more than service-based or political stuff can be maybe encapsulated in words still. But I think people miss out big time when they miss out on the words. And email, because it's not really a visual medium, although I know you can insert stuff in it, I think gets neglected for that reason, in my opinion. Is that true, do you think, from your clients? Are people neglecting email more than they used to? Yeah, so we have clients across the spectrum. A lot of clients that we've seen that really benefit from email marketing, just like your clients are e-commerce stores. And for them, yeah, you can throw in GIFs, you can throw in some pictures, but it actually doesn't, uh, it actually hurts some of your open rates. That's what we've seen through a lot of tests. What we mostly found though, because it's not necessarily like a war against different modems of communication, whether it's words, videos, or audio, it's that you need to portray as passionately that you speak to someone one-on-one or from a stage like you're very good at or from this podcast. That needs to have the same effect on the page. And that's where the disconnect comes in. So you could be so good on video, your product description, whatever you're selling there. But if the words fall flat, it doesn't transfer the emotion. And that's why we say when words matter, it's the mechanism how we're transferring it, i.e. email. That's where the words really come into play. Yeah, it's a strange thing how when you simplify the medium, you kind of make the job simpler but harder, I, I suppose, is my experience of it. So let's just deal with uh, an elephant in the room now before we go any further. Why are we going to bother with emails at all if you sell on Amazon? Is, isn't it either futile because Amazon keeps so much the customer data for itself? Or on the other hand, uh, we don't need it because Amazon has a ton of hot prospects ready to buy. That's a great question. And Yes, Amazon is a great platform. You can sell a lot from there and you can constantly be fishing to get new clients. However, our belief is that if you can get those clients on your email list, you can sell to them again and again because they already buy from you once, have a great experience, they'll buy from you again. That's what data has shown us. And so you, it's a two-pronged approach. It's not one or the other. I want you to be selling as much as you can on Amazon, but I want you to be converting and bringing them to your list because then you build that relationship with them. And the next time you sell something, you may not need to have to go to Amazon where they take that big cut out of what you do. Maybe that's a point. You set up your own uh, Shopify store or something, another mode of selling to them. And then you're able to take more of the profits because they're just buying directly from you because you have that relationship to them. Yeah, I like that. And I think in the end, it's a bit like the video versus email artificial distinction. People get very obsessed with Amazon versus Shopify or whatever, direct to consumer. People get very obsessed with Magento versus Shopify for that matter. I'm like, guys, let's just not lose track of the tech here. I think it's about the relationship, isn't it? If you've got a relationship with somebody, they trust you. That means something. If you've got an email list of 100,000 people who hate you and every time you subscribe, they blacklist you, it means nothing. And I've certainly been on the receiving end of enough of those as we all have. How do we get into the sense? So specifically, obviously, we don't have to be so narrow to only be for Amazon sellers, quotes, unquote, because a lot of quotes, Amazon sellers these days obviously have their own DTC site and they're very busy trying to build it out, maybe successfully, maybe not. But nevertheless, let's keep that in, in mind as we go through. So I know you've got a five-part framework. That's excellent. like to hang things off a simple framework. So what are the key uh, things we need to do to actually make this happen in reality? Absolutely. So first thing and foremost, we need to be able to capture them in some way, shape or form. And so we always recommend to our clients, create some sort of a landing page that describes exactly like who you are, what you do, and then what services they can buy from you. Now, if you're more trying to become like a general store, you'll obviously have to maybe potentially create different pages based on that or create this as the Brett store, i.e. like me, and then 
we sell different products. When you run through the five-part foolproof framework, now this has been responsible for generating 45 million of our clients. Number one, position the problem. What is the main problem that they have in their own words? Now, if I'm trying to come out, let's say I'm trying to sell weight loss and I'm trying to come out and be like, if you do this, you'll lose weight. If I, that's not the word I, Brett, am describing as the problem that I have, I want to lose weight for, let's say, my family. My I want to walk my daughter down the aisle, as an example. Whatever product I'm selling doesn't, doesn't sound like it, it truly understood, truly understands me. So number one, position the problem. Number two, paint the pain. Now, this is, again, in my words, the pain I'm going through. How can your product solve that pain? We're not yet talking about your solution yet, but we're mostly saying, I have these problems. I've either bought this protein powder and it's failed me. I've either tried these protein bars, it didn't work, they taste like crap, whatever it is, or they're too, they're too much in sugar and then that's bad for me because I have health problems. Talk about my pain because there's with everyone and their mama selling things online, you need to truly understand that you get me at the level I would say to myself and my best friend when I'm complaining to him or her. Part number three, sing the solution. Now that you understand my problem, right? You position it, you understand my pain. Sing to me the solution based upon how your product can solve that for me. How does it feel? Remember, emotions are everything. How does it feel when this problem is finally solved? What would I like? What's the sigh of relief that I let out? How do I go to my friend? Sorry, I was complaining to. I don't know where I'm on this. Who I was just complaining to. What do I, how am I then describing how good it feels for this to finally be accomplished? Part number four, disclose the data. Now, this is where you need to prove you're not just a great salesperson. You need to have actual proof of why what you have is great. When I say proof, I'm talking about data. I'm not talking about testimonies yet, straight data. Let's get into the fitness. What your data shows is yours is the highest protein or tastes the best or is the most affordable compared to the market or comes with all these other things that I want. This is just you stating proof or how like, this will be the quickest way for you to lose that weight. Remember, again, you're going off of my position of the problem. And then number five, offer up opportunities to overcome objections. This is all testimonies. When most people show testimonies, especially on Amazon or on an email list, they're usually like, this person bought my product and now their life is amazing. That's not a good testimony. What good testimonies are is where you meet them where they're at. What does that mean? Where you say, this person had this problem. They came to you with these issues. We worked on these issues. Now their life looks like this. Walk me through the steps they went through to solve that problem. Because I, as a potential buyer, am going, have you helped anyone just like me? If I can't see myself in someone you've helped, you didn't demonstrate you truly understood me. And that's what's so key. So when you're able to sprinkle these components, this framework throughout your email autoresponder, I feel understood. I'm building a relationship with you. And whether I'm ready to buy today, or even four months down the road, I know that you get me. That means I will buy, be a buyer from you not only once, but hopefully again and again. And that's what's so key with emails. Wow. Okay. This is great framework. I love it. A few reflections. Firstly, positioning the problem. I swear on my own podcast now, I don't tend to do this, but I, I just really want to quote somebody because it's quite cool. Australian coach that I had, a uh, business coach. So coaches, business coaches, so not an e-commerce specialist. But he said, yeah, if you position the solution first, you come across as something we call in Australia, wankers. So in other words, you come across as being full of yourself. And of course, if you're full of yourself, you're not focused on the client. In the client's minds, I'm not accusing anyone of actually being this, but that's the perception. And I think talking about the problem first, as you said, it's meeting people where they're at, right? I think that's for me, that's the key phrase that springs out of everything you said. 
is tracking where somebody's at in their own thought processes. And uh, I really like that. And also, yeah, using the testimonies the right way. The other thing that strikes me is have you helped someone just like me? I think that's the reason why the Benetton advert's one of the first ones to be full of people of, of different ethnicities. And I think that was not them trying to be politically correct necessarily. It may have been, but also I think it's because they wanted to appeal to people just like me. And they had the maximum yeah. chance of doing that by having a variety of people there. So super smart. And let's dive into this a bit. I, I want, I'm keen to get into the, the problem of list building as opposed to just list, you know, using, because obviously sure. there's a huge art to that. And you've outlined a lot of this. If we're just sitting there, got an Amazon store, got maybe some data from Amazon that we can play with to do email append, things like that. Maybe we've got a Shopify store, but we're not really selling much on it. Let's paint that sort of scenario. And they come to you as a client. What's your first advice for actually building this list in the first place? So also a very good question. You need to ask yourself, why would anyone want to be on your list? Not like get you on my list. Why should you be on my list? It's the first question you have to ask yourself. So a lot of people offer giveaways or you get a discount or whatever it is. You need to give them something again, meet them where they're at, going back to the framework that's going to entice them to give you something, I either email to want to get on your list. So you need to first ask yourself, do I believe in what I'm selling so passionately about? And this is if you're just kind of selling some widget and you don't really care about it, it might be slightly harder. So you need to figure out your way of being like, these people are buying this product for a reason. If they're buying this product, they're probably buying in this wheelhouse of products, meaning they're probably looking to solve some sort of a solution. So if they're buying one thing, maybe they're going to need X, Y, and Z. Test out your lead magnet. will be like, if you buy this, 10, 15, 20, whatever, if you want to use a discount percent off the next item you buy, here's the next product listings that we have. Come up with something that's going to get them on your list. So that, that's the first thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what are the sort of uh, two things, really, best practices and mistakes that we see around? Let's deal with the mistakes first and then the way to solve them. For list building, you're saying? Yes. What are the mistakes? If somebody's offering list building, they're doing a giveaway, they've heard about it. It seems like a standard thing. What are the sort of standard mistakes that people make if they're not doing it the right way? Yeah, we're very simple people. We hit on the fundamentals all the time. Biggest mistake you make is putting a solution like your Australian coach said before the problem, not understanding where there are. So this will take you time, but I promise you, if you do this, you will then have a higher ROI from your list than anything else you'll ever do. Go back, contact, if you can, anyone that's ever bought from you and ask them why. Because if you can get in their own words exactly what they bought, that'll give you the data to put on the copy to test the language. Stop guessing, go to the source. And so usually when a consulting client comes to us and they have an e-com store, like we work with an eight-figure olive oil company, the best olive oil I've frankly I've ever tasted in my life. They're based out of Greece. And they are were had uh, people on their store where they're also trying to convert on their list. And they're also they had people trying to get on their list and also trying to convert from their list. The problem was they were selling just like why this olive oil was good. But we had to talk about what the problems with all the other olive oils are. So we knew that their main their people cared about, I want authentic olive oil. I'm willing to pay more because the authenticity of this knowing that it's like fresh and organic and like and it's coming from Greece versus like chemicals in a factory. That's what mattered to them the most. We had to do that research to find out from the people that bought it. So take the time to figure that out. And that will directly tell you what you what words you need to put on your page. Like it a lot. And this isn't the first time this concept's come up, but I think it's incredibly easy because it's just so much quicker and less scary than contacting people to just sit there and go, oh, I know what they think. And yeah. uh, how did somebody put this? 
there's some really good quote and I'm going to massacre, but I can't ascribe it to the right person either. So they shouldn't be too upset. I think it's, if you know how to listen, you don't need to be creative. I mean, that's not true, but if, I know what they mean. Like you don't have to imagine their language. It just literally tells you, just write it down. Then I guess the creativity is weaving it in together with your messaging, right? Exactly. Because same thing with cooking, right? All the recipe, but then add your own spices to it afterwards. But you got to make sure like you're following the recipe. If someone's done it before, made it very delicious steak or whatever you want to be eating because i had that last night same concept though don't reinvent the wheel the wheel's already been done for you add your own personality and your own branding to it after the proven concepts are put into place yeah it's great advice i think especially email marketing and of any kind of internet marketing it predates the internet for starters doesn't it so email marketing has structure people have got it correct you guys are clearly experts in this and then your customers can give you the language and then you just got to weave them to just got to weave them together. Oh, that's it. We could all right. go home and, you know, drink coffee and relax. <laughs> but seriously, the, uh, obviously the list building, I don't know, maybe it's because my personal obsession, because I find it's really hard. I think all of this stuff can be hard, but let's drill into this. These, this five pop framework, does this cover everything you do, including email list building, or is most of this about once you've captured somebody onto your email list, where does this stuff apply? Every, so that's a beautiful thing about the framework. It goes from ad, it goes from your product description on Amazon, it goes to your landing page. Let's say you're mm. selling something longer on a sales page, it might be a higher ticket item or even a VSL, it's your video sales letter script in your emails because it's framework. It's, it's, it's basically imagine it, your rubric, you need to read through to ensure that you wrote your copy the way it needs to be set up. That's how we always teach it because list building it's just a form of it, right? It's the first stage. It's one of the earlier stages. But that also goes back to like, do not shortcut your target avatar research. That is the most important part, is the most boring part. It is the least fun part, but it will pay you the highest ROI. And that's why a lot of people struggle because they're looking for the shortcut to do this. They might see like a five-day challenge. They might see a giveaway. They might see all these other things that someone else more successful than them is doing, try to mimic it, and it doesn't work. They become jaded. And they throw in the towel, but they did the fundamentals and focus on that. They would have done that. Like we don't preach anything sexy. We actually preach very boring, steady fundamentals that have generated 45 million in 12 years for that reason. Just do these things. You'll get these results. And it, it just don't get, don't put the horse before it was the cart before the horse. Um, so in other words, principles stick around for a long time and that's great yeah. you can get good at those principles and it's worth getting good at because the, the platform's not going to disappear or become completely different 12 years ago facebook was in its infancy amazon third-party selling didn't exist which is really reassuring because in 12 years time those things may no longer exist either but i suspect even if email marketing doesn't which would be hard to imagine then these principles will which is just fantastic because then you're developing a skill which you can build on over your life instead of having to restart every three years because TikTok gets bought by somebody and then shut down or whatever crazy stuff can happen by the way this is just my ideas guys don't don't go buying TikTok shares on the back of my recommendations so let's talk more about the how we are going to use this in a practical kind of way then okay so we've got somebody who's got their their Shopify store they're an Amazon store owner insofar as you can earn anything on Amazon. Is it worth going and getting the old email append services working? Because I know some people have worked within the past have done that and found some success. Is that good? Is it bad? What's your thoughts about that? Wait, I'm sorry, I misheard you. Repeat that. Is it good getting the email? Let me just do a clean question here. 
So quite a few people who sell on Amazon will have lists of customers in a certain sense. They have a certain amount of data, which if they use email or pen services, they can get maybe 20, 30% of those uh, turned into emails. Is that wise to do that? If so, is that something you've ever done? Do you work with people that way? So you can totally do that. We have a whole cold outreach strategy and just cold outreach, just cold outreach. Just, I know it's a, it's a form of that. Point being is people that do not raise their hand and opt into what you're doing. So there's two different kinds of list building, right? Uh, the one that has the highest ROI is someone saying, hey, I'm interested. Please send me more information. Not have the highest ROI, but it's easier to get into, meaning like it's a faster way, is buying lists or doing describe more of what you were saying. Again, it all comes down to how well it's written because you're guessing. You're going off the data that you have and making best educated guess that they don't know you, that you can help solve their problems. So what you need to do in those cases is truly position at the beginning that you are a credible expert in what you do because now you're, you have the, you have to overcome the, the, the mountaintop of social proof. So you still walk through the bipart foolproof framework, but that emphasis on part number five of overcoming objections is not just have you helped someone just like me, but you have to, so to speak, sell yourself where when they opt into your email list, that's less of that because they're already saying, I want to learn from you. You've already been in the block. I'm following what you're saying. And so that really comes down to the style emails that, that we're writing. So in that case, let's say you're doing that, the initial emails you need to send out. When you're talking about the framework, PS sections become a separate email inside the email. And so you can do the same style we're just talking about. In the PS, hey, you don't really know me. I totally get that. Here's where you can find out more about me. Or here's some of my credibility. Or here's some of this. Use PSs to say something that you couldn't fit into the actual email. Because you don't want to cram everything into it. But what I love about PS, it doesn't make it that much longer. You're writing your normal email. Sign off, Brett. PS. Go here to learn more about me. You're going to get a ton of unsubscribes. You'll get blocks. That's fine. The people that stay on, you're basically slowly building that relationship. And at that time, if they go through about a 10 autoresponder sequence from you, then they're going to be more inclined to, to listen to you because they already listened to you for that amount of time. Nice. That's really, it's really sophisticated response. I, I've never really heard anyone elegantly deal with this situation. So in other words, the, the fundamental principle that you outlined, meeting them where they're at. But in this case, yep. objections are going to come up front. Who the hell are you? Why have you got my email address kind of question? Yeah. And then you've got to very quickly say, before you panic, I do actually know what I'm talking about. I have your best interests at heart, et cetera. I, I like that. So the PS is a very elegant way of doing it. Presumably you do links to, I don't know, whatever you got podcast, probably unlikely in auto uh, in e-commerce, but maybe you've got YouTube clips of people using your products. Maybe you've got product detail pages. Maybe you've got testimonials, that kind of thing. Yes. Now you don't flood okay. them. Okay. The whole idea here is like it's a very, just like we were talking about before we went live. Imagine you're going to a networking event or you're going to a dinner, right? Where people are inviting you. A friend invites you to a dinner. There's going to be a bunch of people there going to 30, 40 person dinner. You don't know these people. You cannot go up there and be like, I'm Brett. I'm the best at what I do. They're going to be like, go away. But you slowly start talking about a little bit of yourself where it makes sense. And then if they buy in, meaning in your case, uh, open your email or not block you, then you can go into the second phase of what you do. So you position it. So you're slowly drop, dropping it in, but at the same time, PS section and then your signature. So if I actually, for our business, um, we have three ways of generating clients. We have a cold outreach strategy. We have word of mouth and we have our email list. So we have about a 50,000 person email list. We have word of mouth from our clients and like I have a cold outreach. So I, I handle a lot of the cold outreach. Do I get cursed at and yelled at all the time? For sure. I'm used to it also from my days of raising money. So I'm going to make inspirational quotes based on what everyone's ever told me because some of them are very funny. But I do get some really good responses because people are like, 
I like how you're saying this to me because it's not pushy. But in my PS, I just said what I told you, but in my signature, I have a link to my socials, a link to my website, a link to other places. I basically say you have the ability if you want, go check me out more. And I'm just trying to get you to go to the second email. I'm not trying to get you to buy right now. Just get to the next email. Just get to the next email. I'm giving you all the social proof in the PS and in my signature that you can go ahead and snoop around if you're not comfortable yet doing that. Or I'll start dripping that to you in the actual content we start writing out in emails to and beyond. Nice. Uh, that all reminds me as well. I used to do a direct sales job for a, a short time. It was really grim and I wouldn't want to do it anymore. But I do remember I learned a lot about sales in a short time. And intensive situations do that, don't they? especially get feedback from a sales manager. Feedback in this case is a polite word for some of the conversations we had, but you learn fast. Yeah. So one of the things I learned is objections to buying signals, and that turned out to be incredibly true. So for example, if somebody doesn't trust you, that implies that they want to trust you. What does that imply to me? They're actually interested. If somebody gets angry with you, normally that implies they care at some point in my experience. Mm -hmm. And if somebody doesn't trust you enough to do anything yet, but they're checking you out in your social media or asking about people, that's again, a kind of buying signal to me, because why would they bother checking you out if they're not interested? So- 100%. Yeah. I also want to just add one, I want to add one more thing, because I- so with my two other partners in our group chat, every time I get one of these inspirational quotes, sort of calling them, I always let them know because I find them so funny. There's one principle you, everyone, if you, whoever's listening to this, need to promise me that you will live by. It's called kill them with kindness. If you try arguing with them, if you try pushing back, remember you entered their space, you cannot argue with them. And so what I always do is you validate address it. And then I basically open the door for them to continue the conversation or opt out. Now, this is all over email too, I'm saying. What I mean is they're like, how dare you email me out of the blue? You're just another spammer. Validate. I completely understand where you're coming from. I know you don't know me. I want to apologize for that. I probably should have done a better job demonstrating who I am. Here's a little bit about me. If you want to learn more, go click here. But if you don't, just please subscribe. Please say no thank you and I'll opt you off the list. Or are you open to hearing what we have to talk about next topic? And what it does is that most people, I was going to say everyone, but it's not true. Most people, if you kill them with kindness, they will respond to you back with kindness. If you're being mean and they're mean, then they're just going to hate you and nothing happens. I've closed more sales from killing them with kindness because they were like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry for reacting the way I did. They go, no, you're validated for reacting the way you did because I'm entering your space. And they ended up becoming clients of mine because how we handle the communication because clear and consensual communication is the biggest part. I love this. Uh, by the way, people mess this up all the time. I just grabbed my phone because somebody emailed me, said, hi, Michael, it's X from Y Brands. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm reaching out to reschedule your individual coaching call. What time could you commit to tomorrow? This is in a text. And I said, hey, X, what makes you think I have time tomorrow? <laughs> just email me, please. Thanks. So there's an assumptive close there, right? I assume you have time tomorrow. Clever, except it's just going to backfire because there's no reason for them to believe that I have time. And I really didn't. We've got this interview right now. And right. just email me, please. And then they said, I did email and you didn't answer. So this is an example of kind of the opposite of what you're saying, getting shirty. And I said, okay, but there's your answer. Done. Yeah. So they've just closed themselves out of the deal. I actually said, just email me again, the fortunes in the follow-up. So they, I'm giving this sort of free coaching there, which I'm sure they're loving me for. But the point is, it's I can totally understand why they get annoyed. You didn't answer me, but I'd be... 
the onus is on you, isn't it? If you're making the effort, like the reason somebody didn't yeah. answer may never be clear. It may never be stated, but you've got to intuit it or maybe ask and say, I'm really sorry that I bothered you would have been a smart um, response. May, may I ask what a better date is? What makes you right. think I could do tomorrow is saying I can't do tomorrow. It's obvious. So yeah. it's funny how <laughs> exactly. we forget. Now, another thing that you implied about the dinner party situation, which is oft quoted and very true in terms of human relationships is the trouble is that technology doesn't make it easy to do that, does it? If you're mass emailing. So obviously the implication of what you're saying is if somebody opens, say, email number one, they may be ready to e hear from you email number two if they clicked on your links at the social, at least they're curious about you. That implies some further action. So that implies to be automation and behavioral adjusted automation or whatever you want to call it. How do we even begin to grasp that complex thing? First off, data and research is everyone. So I'm speaking of the person who's just starting to bid off their list, data, don't worry about getting fancy in a long autoresponder. I want you to basically writing customized emails based upon the people respond to you once you build your initial list. Let's say you're more advanced and you're doing this cold outreach strategy and you have, in my case, I cold outreach, I don't know, 3,000 people a month, give or take. Um, that I'm constantly sifting through and changing things and, you know, whatnot. That comes down to data. Second part is adding more of your personality into it. Because again, like attracts, I don't care if you're selling this notebook, like attracts like. There's a million of these notebooks. There's a million people on Amazon selling me these notebooks. There's only one of Brett selling me this notebook in an email. And so if you understand how I speak, meaning I, Brett, understand the prospects, I will then try to write some similarities because if you're using a notebook, I can only assume maybe it's for your business owner work or maybe your kid for back to school. So now I can start what we call adding personality or breaking the fourth wall, which in TV would be like commenting on a sentence and just starting to add a little bit of personality to it. Not too much, very subtle personality to it. It's like seeing a stand-up comic. They don't come with you with their best clothes. It's the buildup. They're looking for consent based on how the audience responds. So you're adding slight personality to what you're doing and you're recognizing. So I have one email that says, look, I know a lot of people fumble this and I want to acknowledge that I might be fumbling in right now. And so please let me know if you never want to be on this. You can opt down here. However, if you enjoy me awkwardly trying to figure out how to sell you, please continue on because I'm about to be talking about this. So again, I'm giving them every opportunity to get off my list. But then I'm also saying, if you're enjoying my kind of style, my sense of humor, Here's what I have going on next. It's subtle. I'm not talking like we're I'm not in their face, but all these jokes are like that very subtle walking them down compliance. Wow. So there is a sophistication about this is when you begin to think that it's quotes, just words, which it is. But of course, there's subtle psychology, there's linguistic structures, which is why in the end people specialize in this stuff. So I guess right. um, we better uh, wrap up this segment so that it's absorbable because it's, I think there's a lot of really deep concepts here. Talking of getting an expert to help, if people want to get some more help from you, what stuff do you do for e-commerce sellers that helps with email marketing? Yeah. So we, we have two forms people can work with us. Number one, we do e-com consulting, but we'll come in and we'll look at your entire, what's going on with your, let's say you're selling on Amazon, Shopify, we'll help you fix that copy there. And then we'll go ahead and we'll actually help you write out or coach you on how to write the emails. Or we do done for you, where we handle everything on your behalf. You're learning how this happens at the same time. One of the biggest pitfalls we saw in the industry was that people would just uh, hire someone and check in with them later on. That's not how we do our job. We teach you as you're going along, because if you cannot gauge this for yourself, 
that's an end of our container. If you ever go hire someone else at a different point, it's like going to a mechanic, not knowing what's wrong with your car, you can be taken advantage of. We show you and teach you why we're doing everything that we're doing and show you the data to ensure that it's converting. And we're so confident in what we do, respectfully, that we offer a money back guarantee that we, if you don't hit what we agreed upon before, uh, you don't make your money back the initial invested in us. You get all your money back to question test. And we're showing you every week the progress on what we're doing, as well as you're getting your copywriting education. Now, those two buckets aren't what people want to do. Anyone that wants to, to learn more about us, they can take our free training called Post for Profits. And it teaches you a lot of these concepts that we just talked about. And it's a, it was a two-day training, but you'll just get the video so you can watch it on your own record. Uh, and I'm happy to give you the link to how to get there. You just opt in to our email list if you want, with consent, of course. And that training can walk you through exactly how to basically go over the deep concepts that you want. And then you have the ability, if you want to hire us, talk about more about consulting or done for you. We're always happy to have that conversation as well. Amazing. By the way, I'm always begging my podcast guests to have a transitional call to action, as it's sometimes called, I think in story brand, that have some kind of soft call to action to do email capture. I would say 95% of them don't do it. And of course, these are email marketers specializing in the dark arts of <laughs> info marketing. So if they're not doing it, then it shows it's not widespread. So thank you for having one of those. So that is a free training, post for profits and video training, right? Great stuff. Yeah, Where yeah. do people go to get that? Uh, so I'm going to give you a link. So it's going to be wellspringmedia.com slash email. And I'll give you a link so you'll have it in the podcast notes. It's actually embarrassingly enough being finished in the next two days. So I will get it to make sure you have it. So everyone that's listening in the show notes, you'll be able to click on it. We just had a snap through with the old link. So I apologize. I couldn't get it done for today. But it's a, it's a training that will walk them through everything. And then on our email list, you'll immediately get access to it. Amazing. And you've led with the soft call to action. But if for those who are ready to plunge in and go, and I can think of a couple of clients who I would probably be advising to talk to somebody like yourselves, because I perceive they have so much uh, opportunity there. If somebody wants to work with you straight away, how do they contact you? What's the best way? So the best way for someone to contact me right now is through my Facebook page. That's Brett Kaufman backslash 18. I will also give you that link. That's actually how we initially met. And that has... That's where I communicate the most on my social media. It's a direct contact to me. It's not through a VA or anyone else. You're always speaking to us. We do not outsource anything. We believe that because words matter, we want to make sure we are in your business and not outsourcing to somebody else because that's how we guarantee the highest results. So Facebook is the best way to directly communicate to me for that. And if you want to get through the training, we'll also put that so that I'll be in the email list. So you'll be able to do both with that fancy stuff. Awesome. I love this. I mean, I'm a words-based person. I guess my mum was a language teacher, so my grandmother. So I'm somewhat biased, but I feel there's just always so much opportunity in email marketing because it's somewhat neglected. It isn't as sexy as TikTok, which everyone's obsessing about right now. And I look yeah. at it with a certain degree of skepticism. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can get 2 million views on TikTok. But my question is simple. How much is that translating into sales? How much is that under your control? Do you own it? At which month, never mind which year, is TikTok going to suddenly make organic uh, visibility very difficult and you're going to have to pay for ads. It's pretty obvious. If I own TikTok, that's yeah. the first thing I would do. And by the way, if you don't own TikTok, Facebook probably will next week or next year. So you can see where these things go, right? So I think there's a defensibility about email marketing. There's, an, there's a timelessness about it. And then there's factually, as you say, data or the data, as you put it, it's basically... You can't mess with the data around email marketing. It is simply the best. I'm a big believer in it, and I'm really grateful to have you banging the drum for it. So we're going to come back and talk about how you maximize the value of an email list shortly. But in the meantime, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Of course. 
Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.